It's good to be together to、uh, worship God and、uh, listen to His word to us. So several years ago, a Broadway musical came to Louisville. It was based on a book, Less Miserables, by Victor Hugo. Fonjo and I went to watch the show. Two rows in the show left me with a very deep impression. They are the leading actor Walgin and the policeman Zerot. The reason why they left me with such a deep impression is because I saw two different ways of response to grace in their lives. After Walgin was forgiven by Miriel,、uh, by Alabaster Miriel, he received this. Grace of forgiveness with a softened heart, he repented from his sin, stopped stealing, and became a man who was eager to help others. But when Zerot was saved by Walgin, whom he was trying to arrest all his life, he could not receive this grace of rescue. His belief system was broken down, and tragically, he chose. To end his life, because of their different ways of response to grace, they have different life endings. The one who received grace with a softened heart had peace in his death, while the other who refused grace only had desperation in his death. These two different ways of response to grace make me think about man's response to the gospel. After hearing the gospel,、uh, after hearing the gospel, some people think that they don't need it, so they refuse it. Others think that once they have received the gospel, they will be saved forever, so they only take the gospel as the ticket to enter heaven. After they enter in through the gospel, they leave the gospel behind, and gradually, their heart. Become hardened again towards the gospel. There are also some people who know how sin works in their hearts to harden their hearts, so they keep their hearts soft for the gospel to take deeper and deeper roots in their hearts every day. So these three ways of response to the gospel will make different influences and lead to different life results. James really understood the, imp-、uh, the importance of different response to the gospel, especially for those Christians who were under trials and sufferings. So, in James one chapter、uh, chapter one verse sixteen to twenty one, he reminded those suffering Christians of their new life given by God through the gospel, prepared them, and commanded them to receive the implanted word that is the gospel. With meekness, because this gospel is able to save their souls as well as ours, in all kinds of circumstances. Today we are going to study James chapter one, verse sixteen to twenty-one together. May God feed us with His word. I'm going to read this passage in Chinese first, and then in English. This is the word of God. 雅各书一章十六节，我亲爱的弟兄们，不要看错了，各样美善的恩赐和各样全备的赏赐，都是从上头来的
从众光之父那里降下来的，在他并没有改变，也没有转动的影。他按自己的旨意，用真道生了我们，叫我们在他所造的万物中，好像出熟的果子。我亲爱的弟兄们，这是你们所知道的，但你们个人要快快的听，慢慢的说，慢慢的动怒，因为人的怒气并不成就神的意。所以你们要脱去一切的污秽和盈余的邪恶，存温柔的心，领受那所栽种的道，就是能救你们灵魂的道。呃、uh, ，James chapter one verse sixteen. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers, that every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save. Your souls.、Uh, please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, please bless your word as it is going to to be preached, that we may understand your will and carry it out in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So I'm going to divide this text into two parts. The first part is for, from verse 16 to 18. The main point is God's goodness. Through creation and redemption, or、oh, God's goodness manifested through creation and redemption. The second part is from verse 19 to 21. It teaches that we should receive the gospel with meekness for our entire lifetime. Let's start from the first part. God's goodness manifested through creation and redemption. In the beginning of verse 16, Sam said to those seven Christians that, "Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers." Here we ask a question: Who was trying to deceive those Christians addressed by Sam? According to the context from chapter one, verse 13 to 15, we know that when Christians cannot distinguish between test and temptation, they may have a misunderstanding about God. Take their temptations as from God, doubt about God's goodness, and then lose their trust in God. If a Christian thinks this way, he is deceived by Satan and his own sin, just like Adam and Eve was deceived by their、uh, by Satan and their own uncontrolled desires. Brothers and sisters, as Christians, though we have been saved, delivered from.、Um, From the power of sin and Satan, this does not mean that they have stopped working in our lives. Now we will never be deceived by them. Quite the opposite. After we turn to Christ, Satan and sin continue to work in our lives. That's why Peter, in his letter to,、uh, to the church, said that, "Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion." Seeking someone to devour, and one main way with which Satan and sin work in our lives is through deception to break our trust in God. 
So in order to help those suffering Christians to keep their trust in God, in verse 17, James refocused their attention to the goodness of God. He says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, is, uh, uh, is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or settle due to change. When those suffering Christians mistakenly thought that their temptations were from God, James told them not, long, not only that God does not tempt anyone, but also that He gives all kinds of good and perfect gifts to men. In other words, God is not the author of evil. He is the author of all good things. So everything God does is good. When we take time to carefully consider our marriage, our children, our work, our talents, and other good things in our life, we will find out that these are all good gifts from God. Here, James used the special term to call this good and generous God, the Father of lights. This is the only place in the whole Bible God is called this way. The word, uh, the Father of lights, the word lights used here often means the sun, the moon, and the stars in its Greek. When God is called the Father of lights, His work of creation is in view here. Just as God asked Job in Job 38, 28, Has the rain a father? Or who has begotten the jobs of dew? Yes, God Himself is the Father of lights of rain, of drops of dew, of wind, of thunder, of lightning, of the whole universe. And God did not only create the universe, He also continues to keep and carry it after His work of creation. Therefore, when we lift our eyes to see the sun, the moon, and the stars, when we realize that God is now keeping them functioning well, these created heavenly bodies are trying to tell us their creator is good. Can you imagine a world without the sun, the moon, or the stars? Or can you imagine if the sun stops giving light to this world? That would be a disaster. And James tells us that with God, there is no variation or settle due to change. The Greek, uh, the Greek word translated variation or shadow often, often refer to astronom uh, astronomical phenomenon in the ancient world. As we all know that every heavenly body has its own period of motion. For example, one of the most favorite heavenly bodies for Chinese people is the moon. In ancient China, there were many poems written about the moon, especially about its changes in different time. And the second traditional festival in China is called the Moon Festival, equivalent to Thanksgiving here to celebrate harvest. It is on the 15th day of the eighth month in Chinese lunar calendar, on the night of the full moon. This year, we celebrated it with our Chinese friends at our home three weeks ago. On that day, all family members will get together. We eat mooncakes and enjoy the beautiful scenery of the full moon in the night sky. Chinese people believe that the full moon is a symbol of family reunion and happiness. However, 
the moon is not always in its full shape. Because of its motion, we cannot see the full moon from the earth every night. That's why there was a sense of sorrow in many ancient Chinese poems about the moon. The moon reminds us the partings and sorrows. Reunion and happiness are short and quick. I think that is inevitable when we attach our hope follow things to, change,、uh, to a changeable moon. So when I heard Sam say that with God there is no variation or shadow due to change, my heart felt comforted and satisfied, because I don't need to attach my hope for family reunion and happiness to the changeable and lifeless moon, but to the unchangeable Creator God and His goodness. He is our reason and source for happiness, and He ensures us a family that will ever unite in Christ. This unchangeable Creator God, of His own will, He brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. Here we may think that He brought us forth by the word of truth. Refer to God's creation of man through His word in the Old Testament. For we just mentioned a lot about God's work of creation, but when we take a close examination of the term, the word of truth used by James here, we will find out that this may be better understood as God's New Testament redemptive work through His word of truth, that is the gospel. Douglas Moon, in his commentary on James, said that the syntax suggests that this word is the instrument through which God brings people to life. All four of the other occurrences of the phrase in the New Testament refer to the gospel as the agent of salvation. Therefore, we will take the first fruits here as new life in Christ, born of the gospel. These first fruits are first fruits of God's work of second creation in His Son Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we have received many good gifts from God, right? The sun, the moon, the stars, our marriage, our work, our talents. But do you know which one of these gifts is most precious? It is our new life in Christ, because this new life was purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. So when we look at our new life in Christ, we will know that God is truly good, for He would love to send His only begotten Son to die for we sinners and betrayers. To give us new life, can you imagine how good God is? From the first parts of this passage, James help, helps us see God's goodness from both His creation and redemption. Our God is good. And he loves to communicate his goodness with us through his word of truth. After hearing this, how should those suffering Christians respond to this good God and His word? Now we come to the second part of this passage: receive the gospel with meekness. In verse 19, James commands them to prepare themselves to receive the gospel this way. He says. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. There are three aspects in this command. First of all, it is quick to hear. When we are quick to hear, 
we will pay full attention, and our mind will run、uh, fast to understand. Brothers and sisters, the gospel is not an ordinary message, but it is the most important message from the mouth of God Himself. It is about life and death, and though the gospel message is certain, its impl- impl- implications and applications are innumerable. So whenever we hear the gospel, it will speak to our situations, and we will get something new from it if we are quick to hear. The second aspect of the command is slow to speak. Why is it so important here? Because when a person is quick to speak, quick to express his own ideas, he cannot pay full attention to what is told to him. If we are constantly in a quick-to-speak mode, we will miss the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit. So, when God is illuminating His word of truth to us, the first thing we need to do is not speaking but listening. Today, in our age, people like to speak more than to listen. This can be vividly seen in our party culture. You might also attend this kind of party before. In a party. Everyone is speaking, but no one is truly listening. It seems like in the party, all people really enjoy their time, for they express themselves in a full measure. But after the party, there will be a real sense of loneliness in their hearts, because though they have spoken many words in the party, they were not truly listening to others or being listened by others. Here we see that speaking will definitely hinder listening. So when God is speaking to us, let's slow to speak. And the third aspect of this command is slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. This is also related to listening. When a person is in anger, his mind cannot be in a calm state. His anger becomes a hindrance of receiving God's word, and James told us that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? How to understand it? It means that we are to conduct in accord with divine will. By doing so, we carry out God's will and produce His righteousness. But if we hear God's word with anger inside us, Our anger will distort our understanding of God's word, that we cannot conduct according to His divine will. So, in order to receive God's word well, to produce God's righteousness in our lives, we need to remove our anger. In、uh, verse 21,、uh, James said that, "Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness." And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. In this verse, James points out the source of the anger he mentioned above. This is not righteous anger. This is sinful anger. Here, James used the words "filthiness" and "rampant wickedness" to describe the continuous work of one's sinful nature. Lord Sam's audience were Christians who had been delivered from the power of sin by Jesus Christ. This does not mean that they had been totally separated from the influence of their sinful flesh. This sinful flesh in believers' life 
will continue to exist until their physical death. Calvin, in his、uh, commentary on Psalms, said that whoever will well examine himself will find that there is within him an immense chaos of evils. With this evil inside us, we all need to experience this process called sanctification in our lives. In the scripture, this process of sanctification is described as putting off our old self, just as Ephesians chapter four verse twenty-two、uh, says that to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupted through deceitful desires. So the filthiness and rampant wickedness used here belongs to our old self, which is in a constant war. With our new self in Christ, the war between our old self and the new self will become more intense when we are in the midst of test. In our test, our old self may say to us, "Let me help you to relieve your stress and anxiety. Come, let's do something that will make you happy. It doesn't matter that you just enjoy a little bit of sin, because God is gracious." He will forgive you. Most of us may have been enticed by our old self this way, and we want to ask, how shall we overcome this enticement when we are in test and temptation? In the second half of verse twenty-one, James gives us the answer. He asks us to receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. The implanted word here refers to the gospel. So James tells us the secret to victory, victory in test and temptation lies in how we respond to God's word, that is the gospel. James tells us to receive the gospel with meekness. But what does meekness mean? This word means humility and the readiness of a mind disposed to learn. It means that one's heart is soft and open to receive God's word, even in sufferings. It means peace, but not violence. It means that one does not revenge for himself, but wait for God's judgment. But why is meekness the secret to victory in test and temptation? The reason is because only the power of the gospel can save us from test and temptation, and meekness. Prepares our heart to receive the power of the gospel. Meekness pro- provides us with humility, openness, and a soft heart to rely on God. This connects us with the power of the gospel when we are in test and temptations. Until now, in this passage, we have seen that our good God not only gave us new life through the gospel. But he also helps us to overcome test and temptation through the gospel. That's why we need to receive the gospel with meekness all the way of our earthly life. That the gospel may not only take root in our hearts in the beginning of our faith, but also take root deeply in our life journey of sanctification. Now we ask another question. How can we have meekness when we face tests and challenges? Sometimes, when we are in the middle of tests, we know that we need meekness, 
but we just cannot produce meekness for the gospel by ourselves, right? In our high knowledge, we know that the gospel is the mighty power of God, but our hearts refuse to receive the gospel with meekness. Where can we find our help? I think the best way to seek meekness is to seek it from someone who has meekness and loves to share it. Scripture tells us that Jesus is the one who has meekness in his life. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught his disciples that blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And when Jesus called people to himself for rest, he said that, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The word gentle here can also be translated as meek, which means Jesus himself is meek. Jesus not only taught meekness or taught people of his own meekness, he also lived this meekness out in the darkest moments of his life. When Jesus was praying in Gethsemane before he was crucified, he said that, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Through this word, not as I will, but as you will, we see that Jesus received with meekness of God's word, even to the point of death. Here, God's word received by Jesus is the gospel, which told him to be the sacrifice for all sinners on the cross. Jesus was not the saving object of this gospel, but he was the one who would fulfill the gospel of salvation. If Jesus didn't receive this gospel with meekness, no one would be saved from God's wrath. So brothers and sisters, the meekness we need is in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's come to our Savior Jesus to learn and receive meekness from him. He will give us his meekness by our union with him through faith. At last, let's take some time to respond our challenges with what we have learned from God's word today. Brothers and sisters, in order to grow our faith, God will still test us today. With our tests, there still will be temptations. Maybe even now, you are right in the middle of spiritual darkness caused by tests and temptations. You have tried many ways to solve your problem. You feel anxious, exhausted, the absence or even the abandonment of God. You don't know how long this situation will last, and you are tempted to walk away from God. If this is your condition, what you need to do is not only to resist those temptations, but also to examine your heart. You need to know whether you have a wrong anger toward God whether your heart is still receiving the gospel with meekness. Remember the contrast between Jin and Zerot in the beginning of our sermon. Their different ways of response to grace led to different life endings. Our different ways of response to the gospel will also lead to different life results. So brothers and sisters, if you hear God's word today, don't harden your heart, but receive it with meekness. Because this is going to save your souls no matter what kind of situations you are in. If you haven't received Jesus as your Savior today, 
I want to tell you that this Jesus died on the cross with meekness for your sins. In his suffering on the cross, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So friends, come to Jesus for forgiveness. Put your trust in him. He can save you from sin, from death, from the final judgment. Don't harden your hearts against the gospel, but receive it with meekness. Let you may be saved. May God bless his word. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all your goodness shown to us in creation and redemption. Help us learn to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, that we may be always ready to receive the gospel with meekness. May all glory be to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.